At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's the podcast where we talk about educational films, caught experimental films, and interesting documentaries. This is Matt here today. Hello, Andrew. Hi. Oh, bonjour. Is that a a Prince t-shirt? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I just got a glance of the the artwork there, and I was like, is that Prince? And it is. Okay. Sure is, man. I, I, nice I, I do, what do I have? I got this pilot suit here. I'm gonna um because it's Halloween, awesome. Halloween week and but I I have um at work I have the pirate costume. I was like, wait a minute, now I can be a pirate pilot or a pilot pirate, which is oh even God. more horrible in Japan because they mix up their L's and R's. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> that's not why you did that. So I I want it to be like that 30 rock episode where um oh i forget the the actress's name but she's going around telling people she's been in the movie the rural juror and the rural juror yeah i did see that one yeah that must have been one of the early ones yeah yeah i think it was uh today as as your bonjour indicates is la jete 1962 french experimental film by chris marker i only just i i never knew if chris marker meant a man or a woman i only i finally found out it was a man but <laughs> Well, does it matter? It doesn't. I just, for years, I actually kind of assumed that Chris Mark was a woman for some reason, but that's not the case. Hmm. I always assumed they were a marker. It turns out a human being. Mm. Oh, you just like, a, like they drew the movie, I guess. Like a black marker could do it if it was like sharp enough. Yeah, I like, guess so. literally sharp enough, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to etch in all the photography lines. Yeah, no, it's a pretty cool ass movie. I'd, I'd seen it like many years ago, many years did, ago. Did I get it from you uh, sometime maybe shortly after 12 Monkeys was released? Yeah, because knew- they, um, what happened was they put this out on tape right around 12 Monkeys time, right? Right. It was like, um, and the tape was one of those old short ones, you know, it was like a, a dollar to rent it because it was, you know, only like less than a half an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, now it's on a disc with uh, Sun Soleil, another Chris Marker film. And you can watch the Criterion print on YouTube. I have the disc, but I've watched it on YouTube because it's just, it was more convenient. <laughs> yeah, the Criterion channel has two versions. They've got the proper one, the one that we've all seen, the one in English. And then they got this alternate French version, which uh, the running time is pretty similar. So I, I guess it's just the French dub or something, which oh. is also probably on YouTube. I watched it in French. Oops. <laughs> Oh, I could. Yeah, was, um, I assume sorry. that that was the original, and the English was probably the dub. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Um, the as I recall, Elijah Tay, the tape had white subtitles, which meant it was basically impossible to read it. 
<laughs> right, right. I, I know I poured over that several times. Um, so I guess, could you give the quick synopsis of this without making it sound like you're giving a synopsis of 12 Monkeys, if possible? I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this the, the movie takes place in a in a in a a future where France has just been kind of destroyed. And so these group of uh, scientists uh, underground are um, sending a guy uh, back to um, the past to um, sort of help that from happening. And he develops a relationship uh, with a woman uh, while he is there. That's pretty much the, how I, how I see the story. Yeah, that pretty much, although we are missing the, uh, I, I'm going to finish it today because so far it's pretty much 12 monkeys, except it's in France. But um, I didn't even pick up on this, like, I guess back in the day, probably because I just seen 12 monkeys that he's then sent to the future to get a power source goes mm -hmm. back to his present. The future people say, you're a solid guy. Why don't you come to the future with this? And he's like, no, I want to go be with the woman in the past. And then he gets killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this is uh well, you know, they're they're writing a feature length screenplay based on a 24 minute movie or something like that. And so they've got to expand on it. Although I find the story to Logite fairly intriguing on its own. And, you know, if I was gonna remake that, I would just not use a bunch of photos and actually, you know, let the drama play out a little bit more rather than having all that narration. But it yeah. is a pretty perfect movie. I mean, it's, you know, I'm a Twilight Zone fan, so of course, La Jetea, I really like more than, but I haven't seen 12 Monkeys since it came out, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I just watched 12 Monkeys last month, right? So back to back. And then 95, I pretty much walked, watched them back to back. And I love 12 Monkeys, but I, this one has something a little extra, I think. No, oh, it does. I, I think I may have just uh, revealed that early. This is my preferred version of this story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Again, Twelve Monkeys is more. Twelve Monkeys is more like a movie. I guess you'd watch with people. Where <laughs> <laughs> okay. this one is like you alone late at night, you know, getting your mind blown like every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I do. I do think of it as like a, you know, um, sort of a yeah, a, a pre Twilight Zone or something like that. Yeah. You know? Apparently, they could only get the uh, camera for. I mean, the the motion picture camera for one afternoon, hence the one shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, um, it is just all still photography. Very, like every shot is good pretty much. So it, yeah, uh, it's fantastic stuff. So, um, but yeah, uh, one thing, because we did 12 Monkeys for the other podcast, right? And we actually brought on like a virologist to talk about it. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the big thing. It's clearly a, it's clearly a nuclear destruction yeah. in this one. So um you know that that's a big difference because we're like oh you know these apocalypse films are always like nuclear destruction which in 1962 i guess it still was so yeah yeah that was there was nobody was thinking virus <laughs> back then you know right. they just were on the coattails of the atomic age but um yeah as we got into that podcast we were like oh we probably should have brought her in for dawn of the dead because <laughs> it would have made a lot more that would have been yeah because it is just like an overlay on 12 monkeys on this basic premise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and gosh, I would love to hear a virologist talk about Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> instead but, of whatever jag off you had on there instead. Well, you, you had the stone guy, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Luke was like, like I kept making points and then and that would sound kind of coherent, but then I trail off and, you, and one of you two would like finish it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, I need to download that one. 
yeah <laughs> so that's kind of fun <laughs> but um yeah so there's that uh the other one is we're you know the the future present in the gilliam one is very gilliam and nihilistic which that phase is also the same in this one where like maybe even worse because they're just like murderous and and his present but then they have this um you know distant future where everyone's like enlightened and has like hindu symbols attached to their third eyes and stuff you know well i mean terry gilliam's gonna make his movie you know it's gonna still be a when it all shakes out a terry gilliam film yeah but here we have the idyllic past the post-apocalyptic horror present in a pristine future somewhere out in the future yeah no it it really it's really constructed in a very sterling kind of way i feel like to where it's like oh the thing you were thinking was going to be the thing is not the thing that you know because i i don't know the first time you saw it did you know that was him that got killed i mean i don't remember how 12 monkeys was if it was fairly plain because didn't bruce willis wear like some sort of a disguise yeah He's have like longish dark hair or something. Yeah. So in that one, it's like it's seared into his memory, which is the reason they're sending. No, that's the reason here they're sending him back because it's seared into his memory. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. he's the, he's pretty much, uh, as far as we can tell in this one, it's him and the assassin that are time traveling. That's it. 12 Monkeys, yeah. you know, they had this whole raft of people that were being sent to various places to, you know, various weirdnesses. But here, yeah, uh-huh. it, like it must have been quite difficult to get the assassin back as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't remember what um, callbacks that Gilliam did for this one, but I feel like the things I remembered from seeing La Jetée, which that was also back in 95 or if 96, whatever that was, that they released this tape. I remembered those crazy goggles. I remembered the maxi pads on the eyes. I like, I remember all of that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, I, um, what I, yeah, I put my first note. If you looked at it, it was oh, old school airport. This is more imprinted in my mind than the 12 monkeys one. When I think of 12 monkeys, I think of him being on that, on that, you know, airport jetty, right? Jetty. <laughs> <laughs> I think of Brad Pitt because you remember his early career was mostly marked by him playing really weird dudes yeah no no he's a pretty boy then he played really weird dudes yeah that's true that's true well Is most it? of my favorites were like him in this him in california um but yeah that's about 95 on right before i, I think he might have done one or two whack films before that but uh he didn't really start doing that till, i think till 95 um yeah <laughs> let's see Oh yeah, he wrote the the eye shit isn't Gilliam, it's just French, I guess. Although like, you know, the, the maxi pads and the eyes. So yeah. I like the time machine is what a hammock and a mind machine, basically, and some drugs. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great because you know, so much in science fiction, they're overdoing this um, you know, the the time machine itself. That's why I liked primer so much, because it was so basic. It's like a cardboard box or something, yeah. pretty much in some guy's garage. I loved that. <laughs> But and I liked how what they say it takes ten weeks for him to travel back in time where he starts to like flicker into that the past like it does not it's not like he just like shows up there it's like you know again it's like entering a dream but over ten weeks I guess yeah but I love the idea that he was chosen because he'd had such a strong visual memory of the past and it didn't go into great detail about how they knew that right 
um yeah yeah i guess a psychologist or something they had the head experimenter that was a pretty amazing name <laughs> yeah he's like well he is experimenting on your head <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah yeah that's why it had a kind of double meaning there um <laughs> one thing that that doesn't work as quite as well and this is the vertigo reference i mean you know in 12 monkeys just put in vertigo <laughs> yeah in this one it like i see where they're referencing it but it's not it's not quite as bonk bonk i thought no, it's not as a much of a copy paste. As a matter of fact, one could completely miss that, you know, right. if they're not looking for it. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Is that, a, is that, is that worse or better? <laughs> uh, you know, I think it just depends. You know, some people really like their homages kind of on the sleeve of what it is. It somehow makes it like seem more reverent because it's, they took such great, such great pains to reconstruct something. You know, so there's different schools of thought about it. I prefer like, you know, the Easter egg or the subtle nod. That's kind of my, my favorite thing. And when it gets to, I mean, back in 62, this wasn't going to be quite as rote as it would if someone, you know, all the other times they did it after that. Well, I mean, the other, I guess the thing to compare this to might be Alphaville because that's, I think yeah, about that's the same really, time. Yeah. That's a really good comparison, man. I wonder if like, yeah, because they're both made in the same country, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they both have like this really like surreal, trippy feel. Now, Alphaville, you have to make it through that computer talking to you, which is kind of painful. I, I still is... like this more. I mean, I just I'm a fan of the compressed story. We, you know, I talked to you about that um, when we talked about um, uh, whatever it was, Twilight Zone episode that we that we discussed. It's not out yet. Um, right. But I just love the economy of storytelling, and it's even more so here because it's a series of photos. So Lajete can be taken apart, you know, as a science fiction uh, picture, uh, you know, a time travel picture, but also I think just as an experimental film. You know, I mean, it's like you said, there was a reason why it's photos and not moving. But the way it's shot, you know, they say to cinematographers, make everything look like a photograph like treat every setup like a photo compose it like a photo and here they literally have to <laughs> right and so it's um i think it's a work of art even even if it wasn't so interesting such a great sci-fi story I, I think it's just a gorgeous sometimes movie. where limitations help let's say he did have access to a camera the whole time would it be as i mean like you said it might be a little more dramatically pulled out but you know, people think of the past as like, you know, snapshots of the past or whatever. So literally, that's what you get here. No, and I'm sure that's how I explained it to people that were like, hey, it's all pictures. Like, well, if you think about it, memories and photographs, you know, and him having an image burned. I mean, those the shot of the woman standing there uh, that he remembers as a kid, I don't think uh, it would have been I don't think it would have worked as well. If it was a moving image, you know, she's it's the only a, one that eventually gets a moving image. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was great. That was really awesome. You've spoiled it. Ah, oh. <laughs> only two seconds of time. <laughs> but uh, no, 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 you, we already told people the plot. It's already spoiled, man. <laughs> True. Plus, Twelve Monkeys has been out for so long. If you've not seen Lajete, it's worth you know twenty some odd minutes of your time. But I. Yeah, I don't think I would have liked it as much if it had been drawn out because it would have been longer. There's no way that if they'd done this, if they'd shot this like a like a proper film, 
that uh, it would have been this short. And I love it because it is short. Like everything counts. Right. Um, one, when I was trying to figure out if Chris Mark was male or female, <laughs> I, I came across <laughs> a, a, an observation on this film. And I, I'm not even sure if they came to a conclusion, but what, what do you think? Um, I, maybe it's the second or third trip. They go to a museum, right? Yeah. And it's all like, like stuffed giraffes and, you know, taxidermy and stuff. Like, why didn't they go to a zoo? <laughs> they Probably went to a museum where you see a bunch of dead animals, right? Where, yeah. you know, they could have gone to, the, like, especially for him, it's like maybe he doesn't even understand the idea that these things were living or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think uh, I think it fits, you know, with, uh, with the, like, if they were to take a car together, I'd want it to be stuck in traffic. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, that's so what I, I'm getting at. It's just like it, it is a good choice. But when you start thinking about it, that, that was an interesting choice to make. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that sometimes happen, like you said, just, you know, through uh, because there's that's the best way. That's the only way they had to do it. So the limitations create this uh, creative situation that a, a brilliant mind can then um, kind of make work even better than it would have. You know, they always say like, if you had millions of dollars to throw at something, then, you know, it's, it's ne never going to be as creative as it is when you don't have those millions to throw at it, you know? Right. Uh, another thing in 12 monkeys, the romantic relationship is um, really weird. Like, <laughs> like, like it doesn't make sense. And then Bruce Willis does a lot of his like mid nineties, cringy stuff. <laughs> And I don't know what, like what I don't, I seriously don't even remember much of 12 monkeys at all. I, I, I went to see it and I own the tape, but there, there's a scene where he goes to uh, kiss the doctor in a manner similar to the fifth element um, Lilu thing. If, okay. if you remember that. So that I've seen a billion times. Yeah. Yeah. So it had a similar scene of uh, Bruce Willis making un unwanted advances <laughs> going back to this 1962 <laughs> French film where you'd expect more unwanted advantage advances like that um it actually is a more romantic uh relationship yeah oh i love that and that's a great point you know he plays it so cool like it's it's really kind of very sort of innocent feeling you yeah. know um she it, at one point he says that she calls him her ghost because he just sort of appears and disappears um depending on when he's going back in time you know and uh, i think like the whole way it feels kind of plays to that because in a still moment, he can be there. And then in the next moment, he can be gone. Because they're not being chased or anything. He actually is just going back and having a relationship with this woman, right? You know, well, dude, you would, that would be what, you, what I would do, man, because the future blows. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. In 12 Monkeys, <laughs> he's been driven so mad by time travel, he goes around drooling on himself and kidnaps her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why is that going to turn into a romantic relationship? I mean, another in Stockholm Syndrome, which might be the case in that case, but it's not the case here. These are two people that are, have actually made a connection through like weird sci-fi time travel. Yeah, no, it feels, it's like really kind kind of boiled down and I think better because of that because well think of it this way you just use the word cringy on 12 monkeys but Lajate has retained its uh its power and its its brilliance of far longer I mean I, I don't find any real fault in in Lajate like that I mean it's it's a uh, it kind of can't be there's not enough there yeah um this is need almost neither here nor there but um the t-shirt he's wearing when he gets killed at the end. Did you notice that? Kind of like me noticing your Prince t-shirt. 
uh, I remember him having a t-shirt and I remember that pose, which didn't they try to recreate that pose in 12 monkeys? I'm pretty sure. I mean, kind yeah. of like flays back with the arms out. Yeah. But no, yeah. I don't, I don't remember what shirt that he was wearing. What was, it? I don't, I don't either. I was just like kind of surprised to see like that kind of print t-shirt in 1962. Oh, graphic t <laughs> You know, I, at one point I think I was trying to read it and I couldn't. Mm. Yeah. It might've been know, French. Right, though. The, yeah. The, it wasn't what was on it. It's, He's wearing a graphic tee in 1962, and I, I guess I don't really know when they started doing those, but I don't know. I mean, figure every little league softball tournament was still having t-shirts. Right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> every, just yeah, exactly. Every just, frat party had a t-shirt. That's probably just an eternal thing. I'm just thinking of movies and things. When do we really start seeing t-shirts? You know, some of the hippie God. films, they got like like the striped t-shirts, right? You know, yeah. I, I feel like we start seeing the print ones in the 70s. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I Gosh, someone, someone in like fashion school probably did a paper on that. Yeah. Um, so I'm bouncing back to your um, ghost thing, right? Where she calls him a ghost. And I did notice in my notes, I wrote before that, this movie makes his lady a bit of a specter like yeah. the other way around, like from his, cause we are getting his perspective. So she's just as much a ghost from his perspective as uh, he is from hers really. Well, yeah, though, that's, that's, that's a great observation because um, she's uh, you know, she's a figure from the past. So, you know, she, we don't know if she even survived that day. Well, I assume she didn't. I mean, it's again, 12 monkeys is made clear, not clear, but you can pretty much assume that the doctor does not, survive the uh viral apocalypse yeah right. yeah um i was thinking of other movies that have any kind of time travel like this i guess uh, you mentioned mentioned primer which kind of has it it made me i guess maybe because he's lying down and stuff it made me think of uh, days of future past uh you know movie yeah book version a little bit too yeah no the the um the proper version where it's her that goes back in time and not Wolverine. Right. That was exactly. kind of dumb. I don't, I yeah. mean, I know he was the star, but that was a bit disappointing after having, right. you know, <laughs> uh, no, I, I know what you're saying. Um, well, I don't know how often I've mentioned time crimes on the show, but time crimes is one that's very similarly low fi. I mean, it all takes place within what seems like a quarter mile, you know? Um, and um, in that one, the guy, the time machine is just kind of like this little shack or whatever. And he only goes back, I think, about 30 minutes every time. Um, I just I didn't realize he's existed until last Wednesday. So I just watched the uh, 2015 Netflix uh, with Bob and David, Mr. Show sort of things. Mm -hmm. So I was just I was highly amused by the first episode where they come out of their time machine. And they're like, yeah, but you guys age as much as we did so so you guys were just in a box for 17 years <laughs> yeah i've uh i've i've got a time travel script but it's you know I, we obviously have our original time travel films of our own to contend with in terms of like you know the legacy so yeah. i've really got to think well you know how i'm i'm, I'm up against got the time in terms of time travel and continuity we were our hybrid um, Back to the Future Terminator. I guess this would be a similarly a smelly version of time travel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're like and crapping themselves the whole time. That's how that's how you travel through time. You're crapping yourself. 
<laughs> you, you get you get to the past and they're like yeah this guy's from the future smelling <laughs> the, <laughs> the other one i i like uh, sketch comedy wise is uh the upright citizens brigade where it's at a party and the guy's like don't you want to come to my time machine and he keeps coming out and he's like in like snm gear or something <laughs> <laughs> you tricked me <laughs> my favorite time travel movies now that i think of it is the happy death day movies have you heard of these i have not yeah they're they're um they're they're compared to um groundhog day because the person keeps experiencing the same day but you really got to watch them both because in the second one they find out why it was happening to her and it's a really more of, of a real genius type movie so they're like the, the they're so they're like slasher sci-fi comedies. They're just brilliant. I don't think anyone gives them the attention that they deserve, probably because the advertising was terrible. But uh, <laughs> man, are they great! And this is yeah, this is one where they you know the same day repeats or whatever. But once they get into the mechanics of how it works, um, you find out that yeah, it's a similar like very lo-fi accident <laughs> that's doing it. Yeah, what's the the other one um what is the name of it it's a it's an uh, anime actually um loosely based on the bizarre john teeter story are you familiar with john teeter yeah i am and i right before you said that i could see the poster of the movie that you're talking about and now i completely blanked on it but it's not um it's not paprika is it no it's not it might no, be the okay. same that's the one that they made in the inception copied crap Anyway, any listeners screaming at us, the name of us right now, maybe you know, text it our <laughs> way or something. <laughs> Sorry, man. You get I get one memory coming back, and it turns out it wasn't burned in so well. And it was a picture because that's what the past is. That's right. All <laughs> pictures. Ro- rolling it back. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But especially, yeah, like you said, it's it's like the fringe Twilight Zone, and really is one of the better time travel uh, film experiences you're you're going to come across yeah it is because you know it's pretty f- free of cliche because there was no precedent for making stuff like this you know other than in literature so um given that it's just i mean i would call it very kind of like a pioneering sort of film and i don't know how widely it was seen in its day outside of uh france or even within <laughs> but uh i mean to me this is like you know, if it doesn't pop up on classic sci-fi uh, discussions, uh, when you're talking about the ones that sort of set the blueprint for stuff, I think um, someone definitely needs to do their homework. Because I, yeah, I'm like you, man. I, I, I do like 12 Monkeys and I would like to rewatch sometime. I'm just not a huge Terry Gilliam fan, but like uh, as, as in the person. <laughs> but I, I um, yeah, logic i loved watching that again it's it's i think i like it even more now than i did then yeah yeah i mean you do photos and things for years you know and you start to really whoa this is actually is like insanely well done <laughs> yeah yeah no it's super super competent and uh, i you know visionary i would say also but you're a man of moving pictures so <laughs> yeah but this made me want to try one like this you know no, no, I mean? that, that was me leading you to your plug man <laughs> yeah no i i know i'm just saying uh yeah no i time travel gotta do it sometime anyway so my friends and i make movies and we've been doing it for the last 20 years it's our anniversary we're having our anniversary show 
here in Athens, Georgia, November 12th and 13th at Athens Cine on Hancock, Hancock Avenue. And you can also catch it on the 14th on the Gonzorific YouTube channel, G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. And uh, I, I guess I'll stream around like 8.39 p.m., something like that, Eastern Standard Time. I was just thinking, I actually possibly a little bit um, inspired by this film and also due to limitations of uh, pre having an iPhone or anything, video stuff. Um, mm. The album, uh, so I'll make my plug for today, I guess. Um, I did yeah. an album, the Amorphous Affinity, and we put together a video for it, but we just didn't have like ways to shoot video. So it is actually a bunch of still photos uh, put together for the most part. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, um, and that was because of necessity. Uh, but mostly the uh, Scott, the other guy's photos, but I think a few of mine ended up in there as well. So. Um, I've seen it, right? It's on the YouTube channel, isn't it? Yeah, so that's that's what I'm plugging. Um, I guess you would just look up Glazic Effects, the amorphous affinity. Try try the best you can to spell it, I guess. <laughs> you can work it out, people. <laughs> yeah, work it out. This is RL Hygiene. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You're listening to us on whatever podcast thing you listen to. So keep on listening and send us some comments. So. Uh, I have been getting a few more comments in recently, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you ready to be to lie in a hammock for ten weeks with maxi pads on your um, eyelids to go back to the future? Shit, that's the way I want to do it. That's how Doc Brown should have done it. I mean, he was supposed <laughs> to be crazy. <laughs> Dude, bro. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done. <laughs>